6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right. Well, speculation is swirling in Ottawa over who's going to be in and who will be out of the federal cabinet. We'll find out tomorrow morning when Governor General Mary May Simon presides over the swearing-in ceremony at Rideau Hall. The PM once again promising a balance of men and women once sworn in. Any new member uh, ministers, of course, are going to get a crash course on their portfolios ahead of Parliament's return on November 22nd. Why are we? Why are we waiting so long for them? to get back to work by the way November 22nd are you joking me anyway all eyes as you know are on the defense minister's post with most believing that Harjit Sajjan can't continue in that role in a column in this weekend's National Post Matt Gurney writes quote Trudeau can no longer put off the military misconduct mess Matt joins us this afternoon hey Matt welcome back to the show hey good to be here I, I guess for the record I need to be honest here it turns out the prime minister totally could ignore the mess <laughs> even longer so I guess I was wrong on that one my gosh eh? like it's just dragging on when you think about it and you and you rightfully pointed out in your op-ed piece we lost a, a month uh, on on dealing with this issue during the campaign it's been a month uh, five weeks since the election and now we're, we're looking at another month before they're back to work so my goodness what the heck is going on you know what look I mean National Post columnist criticizes liberal prime minister is is maybe not the most incredible thing you've ever heard. But in the Hill Times today, they have a report citing sources within the liberal caucus of liberal MPs basically having the same conversation you and I are having, right? So, you know, the prime minister occasionally, and by occasionally I mean often, is actually a victim of his own framing of issues, right? Like he he sets a really, really high bar mm-hmm. and then spectacularly fails to clear it. Mm-hmm. That's actually been often sort of the the, uh, the cornerstone of many of his scandals. He kind of did it again. Look, the, the, the election we just had is not a scandal. That's just democracy. It is what it is. But I do think it is interesting that he sets this up, in his own words, as the most important election since the Second World War. And then it happens, (laughs) and he's like, all right then. And then radio silence for two months. Yeah, it's it's just, it's, well, I don't want to say it's mind-boggling. As you said, he has a history of, of doing that. But my gosh, pretty slow getting back to work. And in the meantime, you know, every other week, we're, we're, it seems anyway that we're having another, uh, you know, top military leader being accused of misconduct uh, and in in it. In, in, as it continues to go on with with nothing being done, and there are things that can be done, it, it continues, I believe, to impact the morale of our men and women in uniform, and it impacts the the credibility of our military around the world, and it impacts, um, you know, right here at home, what Canadians think of their military. I've made this point before, and I'm going to repeat it now, and I'll probably repeat it a thousand more times and then retire without everything having been done about it. But the, we need to understand, and I hope your listeners can understand, that what we have here is two scandals happening at once, mm-hmm. and they're closely related, but they're actually separate. And it's important to understand the distinction between them. There is an obvious and serious problem within the senior command of the Canadian Army forces and it's not a political problem i'm not blaming mr trudeau or mr harper before him or any of the prime ministers 
combat through the years. To the extent that any of them are to blame, they're all equally to blame. This is a problem within the military. It needs to be fixed. And the military has obviously shown itself that it is not able to do that. The scandal that is happening in parallel to this, and it is a separate one, is the scandal we have seen from this current government right now tying itself in knots to not take action Mm -hmm. on this file to when the allegations were really coming out uh, a few months ago with with, particularly with uh, the the former uh, general uh, commander of the Canadian Armed Forces when it was revealed that the Liberals had known more than they had let on when you had Katie Telford the Prime Minister's Chief of Staff testifying before Parliament and acknowledging that more could have been done when we still to this day have the same defense leadership Mm -hmm. at the National Defense Headquarters on the civilian side, that's a separate scandal. This is a political scandal. I don't blame Justin Trudeau for sexual misconduct in the military. That's a problem that goes back decades. It'll probably take decades to fix Mm -hmm. it. But there is a separate scandal right now, and it starts at the top with the prime minister. It includes the minister of national defense. And I wish more Canadians knew about this because there are 16,000 women in uniform. Mm -hmm. They're looking for some help right now, and they're not getting it. Yeah, and you know what? You know, it has been for you. We talk about uh, there there have been calls, Matt, for for years now for uh, independent oversight to deal with sexual misconduct, to have an, an independent... Review board that goes back to Marie Deschamps back in 2015. Nothing has been done on that. When the Prime Minister is asked about that, oh yeah, well we're going to let uh, you know uh, Justice Arbour, you know we'll let her finish her her uh, her report first. Um, it, it, there are things that can be done. Um, the Defence Minister, I mean, how Harjit Sajjan has continued on in this role is mind-boggling to me. You know what? We should start booking Supreme Court justices early. <laughs> just, just, like, just find out what their availability is for two years from now and four years after that. Because we're going to just have cyclical reports about this. The problem of sexual misconduct in the Canadian Armed Forces is complicated and it's going to be difficult to address. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen this in other aspects of society that have come, had their, their Me Too moment. When you have, particularly with powerful individuals who have spent decades kind of getting to the top of their profession, whether or not it's a Navy or a Hollywood studio or whatever it happens to be, they often reflect the the culture of the time. So you spend 30 or 40 years getting to the top. Well, guess what? You started 30 or 40 years ago. I don't want to excuse bad behavior, but I think we can't always be shocked to see where it comes from. Like some of this stuff is not mysterious. We will do better if we att- if we try If we put in effort now to start changing the culture, we will eventually have progress. It will be slow and frustrating and partial and all those things, but it will be real. What we have to do is get that process started. And, you know, you and I talked a few times, even just today, if there is any current meta narrative to what's going on in Ottawa, it's that not a whole hell of a lot is happening. I didn't mind when they took a vacation. They were tired. I get it. Like, they're human beings. But at a certain point, you kind of start awkwardly looking around like I said before, when even the Hill Times is quoting yeah. liberals as being like, what are we waiting for? I don't know. I'd like to have an answer to that question. What are they waiting for? I, I wa- I'm wondering, and I, I spent some time, there's, there's only one, there's only ever been one woman 
uh, chief of, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, only one woman um, defense minister, and that was Kim Campbell. She served as, as defense minister at one point. I'm wondering, and there has been some speculation, if we are going to see one put in place tomorrow. I wouldn't be shocked by it. Um, look, I mean, I would say at this point, I mean, grab the nearest potted plant and make it the <laughs> Minister of National Defense. Like, we're not going to do much worse than we are right now. Um, but, okay, fine. Like, let, let's say we, we go w- with a woman, and Mr. Trudeau certainly has some competent ones to choose from from, uh, from his, his caucus here. Great. The problem is we have seen before, you know, and that includes very much on the feminism front, this government has proven better at delivering on the the glossy symbols than it has some of the substantive reforms. So by all means, you know, put a, put a new minister of national defense in potted plant or otherwise. <laughs> but let's, let's set some metrics up. Like, let's, let's actually have some progress here. What can I say? Like, I, I cannot tell you how many times over, over the last few years in particular – I know it needs to happen. I can write my columns. I can come on your show and tell you what needs to happen. I have zero faith or expectation that it actually will. And I'm afraid this is just one of those issues. I I think we'll get a cosmetic do-over at the top and probably not a whole hell of a lot else. Well, it was interesting when I I spoke with the the acting chief of defense staff, uh, General Wayne Ayer, I think it was back in the fall. And and one of my questions to him, I was was wondering if if he thought having the acting in front of that title would impact his ability to do the job. Because there has been talk about that, Matt. I mean, a lot of people see that acting and go... Um, okay, well, what if Art McDonald comes back? What if someone else new comes in there? Does that undo any of the work that General Air has done? We need some permanent, some permanent, some 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 you know tough as nails uh, work done. Some some real change, and I think including at that in that position as well. Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, anyone who's worked in a big institution knows that an interim leader, an actorum, uh, an acting leader, a fill-in leader, a fill-in host on a radio show. Yeah. You, you can get the job done in terms of, you know, driving the bus that day. You can mm-hmm. take care of all the daily tasks. You can sign the documents. If, God forbid, there were to be some kind of national emergency and we were to need the armed forces, I have no doubt that General uh, Air would, would do fine in the role. Mm-hmm. He's, he seems to be a very competent, credible officer. The, what a temporary leader can never do is change the culture mm. because a temporary leader almost by definition is keeping the seat warm you are there to not change the culture when an interim leader comes in they don't radically change things it's not their job they they're a placeholder and i, I mean that no disrespect to the general here who i suspect probably will get the nod and become the permanent chief but until you do mm-hmm. get that permanent gig your job is to is to keep a butt in that chair and keep that chair and nice and toasty it is not to make change to be blunt about it you don't have the mandate for change until you have the job agreed with you on that one uh, as well matt i want to thank you for joining me this afternoon we'll leave it there matt gurney columnist with the national post and co-founder of the line matt thanks for this my t- i was gonna say my pleasure anytime and i mingled it but in any case thanks <laughs> matt we'll talk to you again matt gurney yeah. joining us this afternoon and yeah i mean it has been we we have been talking about this my friends for i don't know two years now has it been two years it's kind of been going through all the pandemic right i mean at least a year and a half we've we've had uh, leader after leader um 
well, leader. We've had general. We've had officers, senior officer after senior officer being named. We have had uh, report after report done, and still nothing is changing. Now, you know, in the background, of course, we don't see every day. We don't see what is being done there, but would be nice to know. It would be nice to know. And at that federal level, leader or that federal level, as far as the defense minister goes. Come on already. Um, you know, I don't know where Harjit Sajjan's going to end up. I mean, there's talk possibly that Carla Quattro or Anita Anand might end up in that position, both very active in the on the COVID files for the for the federal liberals. But there needs to be some decisions made. There needs to be some real action done on this file. And you know, losing a month uh, prior to the, you know, because of the election campaign, it's been five weeks since the federal election, and they're not back to work for another month? Come on already.